Joining us in the studio, the president of Windstone Real Estate Brokerage, our real estate expert, Christine Brennan. Christine, always great to see you. Great to see you too, John. Of course, in the, you know, when we're talking Humidex of 32, the first thing that comes to mind is winter rentals. I know. Ironically, <laughs> probably not the first thing that comes to mind, but something we need to think about. Uh, Collingwood and in the area is prime for seasonal rental markets. Uh, and this is the time if, if you're considering or you normally do rentals for the winter season, uh, this is the time to start getting your stuff out on the market. Absolutely. You know, this is when people that are searching for, you know, their, their winter property with the family, they want to try to get everything all lined up, ready to go. Most of the transactions, you know, transpire through August, September. And a lot of people like to try to get a jump on it so that they know that they're where they're going to be. They're covered and all set. This is a prime market for a lot of uh, snowbirds that live in this area. They, you know, they clear out during the winter and head south. Uh, is this a good thing for, for those folks to consider getting into the rental market? You know, it's a really great opportunity to be able to cover off a portion of your home's carrying costs. So if you're heading south for the winter and you're not around, I mean, the traditional ski season term from a rental standpoint goes from December 15th mm-hmm. to mid-April. Okay. And it's, you know, it really aligns well with the time frame. A lot of snowbirds tend to, you know, head out early November right. and come back, you know, sometime around Easter. Yeah. The shorter season can be January 1st to sometimes the end of March or, sure. or mid-April. But, you know, if, if it's something that someone's been thinking about, it's certainly is a great opportunity to, as I say, offset some of the carrying costs and make use of your home and have someone in it while you're gone. Uh, how did how did these deals get struck? Are, are you just doing a rental thing or is it a lease? How does that all That's up? a really important point is that doing a short-term seasonal lease is quite a bit different than doing an annual lease. And right. one of the reasons why, you know, from um, an agreement standpoint, if you're thinking of renting, you know, reach out to us. We will handle the whole process for you to make sure that everything's covered. It's well documented. And, you know, we handle all of the lease agreements so that everyone knows who's responsible for what. You know, it's different than an annual lease. Most annual leases are unfurnished. People are moving in for a while. They're coming to stay. They're bringing all their gear. When you're doing a seasonal rental, that renter is looking for everything done top to bottom, all the furniture, all the pots, pans, et cetera. So they're using your home and your stuff. So there are a few things you need to consider, like insurance and how to stow and store personal belongings. Now, when someone's moving in for, you know, six months or so, uh, what do you do with your stuff? Because you've got to make room in the closets and the drawers for their stuff. You know, and you're so right. And that's one of the things that people ask me all the time is they think, you know, it'd be such a great idea to rent, but oh my gosh, what do I do with everything? What uh, our clients typically do is you do need to make space for your tenants' belongings. So you need to clear closets and drawers and provide, you know, open area for their gear and storage. Mm -hmm. Plus you want to make sure that you're securing your valuables. So depending on the configuration of your home, whether you have a traditional single family house with a basement or a condo, there's different ways that people can go about doing it. If you have a basement, then it's a no-brainer. It's easy to set stuff up down there, make sure you have things secured away. If you're in a smaller type footprint, oftentimes owners will take what they call an owner's storage closet or locker within their home. And they'll simply use, you know, a storage or utility room where they put a whole bunch of things in and then that's a locking door. Right. So you know that everything in there is secure. And, you know, we certainly have other other tips to be able to help people with that. And I guess, too, you could uh, configure in the... uh 
the lease agreement, you might want to build in a cushion to rent storage facility if you need to. Sure. I mean, you could certainly, um, you know, if there's a percentage of that, the rental revenue that you generate that you want to put toward, you know, putting things elsewhere, mm-hmm. you can absolutely do that. It, with people moving into your place that's still your place, but they're only there for a while and they're using your stuff, does that change the kind of insurance you're going to need to have? It certainly does. And um, most of the local brokerages have great insurance policies that help people that do seasonal rentals to make sure that they're protected. One of the other uh, protection mechanisms is that when we're doing a seasonal lease, there's always an additional security deposit or damage deposit. Right. And it really, I mean, it depends on the value of the property. But, it, you know, as a ballpark, often that security deposit can be an additional 2000 to 2500 Okay. And that way you know as an owner, you know, that you're covered. And, you know, many of the seasonal winter renters up here, they can be repeat renters. And, right. you know, generally people take good care of other people's things but you have to expect that you know if you have a family of four and there's kids i have kids yep. <laughs> things happen Stuff you know there's a little bit of wear and tear that's to be expected is really a mechanism to protect you from any major damages when you're leasing out you know a permanent lease or you're selling home you don't have to vet or or look in the background check the people renting it but when they're leasing the home that you're living in do you have an ability to do that? You certainly do. Um, and many of our clients request uh, credit checks or background information. You know, the the rental um, tenants that we work with, a lot of them, they ski up here. We've known them for many years. We understand the family dynamic is. Sometimes we'll even orchestrate a meeting between the landlord and the tenant so they get to know each other. Because once we've facilitated the actual term, then they're going to be communicating back and forth. So it's important to have, you know, a good rapport and you you understand where where people where people work what mm-hmm. they're doing one of the nice things though with a seasonal rental that eliminates some of the risk in a traditional annual lease is that typically with a seasonal rental the tenant is paying for the full term at the commencement so usually 50% deposit when they're signing that agreement, right. let's say in September, right. and then the balance is paid at the beginning of December before they get the keys. So you already have your money. So you already have your money. Okay. Uh, if someone is interested in in doing that, they've never rented their home before, they've never done this seasonal lease, but they, they think, they, is it as simple as just talking to your realtor and saying, uh, can you help me with this? Absolutely. You know, what I would say is give me a call or anyone in our office um, and we'll sit down with you and walk you through the process, explain you know, what are key considerations and, you know, each one is customized, you know, uh, for instance, some owners permit dogs. Uh, Other owners have severe allergies and they say, absolutely not, no dogs, no smokers. And that helps us determine how we're going to present and position that specific rental. How do you market it? How do you get your rental on the market? Well, that we actually list the rentals oh, okay. uh, on the MLS service. And um, one of the great things, we have excellent channels in with the private ski club members. Being a private ski club member myself, right. a lot of people naturally come to us saying, we're Can ready. Find Please find us a place. Yeah. Uh, and again, through you know various websites, social media. Let's look at the flip side of this conversation. What if I'm thinking or I know I have relatives that want to come and ski for the, uh, for the winter and they need a place? Where do they look? 
Definitely um, online contact uh, contact your realtor. Reach out to us. We you know and even yesterday afternoon we were out doing photos at a beautiful new little country mm. cottage stone house um, that's available for rent for the winter for a family, and we will help narrow it down depending on what criteria people are looking for. Some people specifically want a condo. Other people really want a chalet feel. When's the best time to start looking? Start looking in the months of August and September. Okay, so now. Now. All right. Yeah, we're still working with a lot of people to get rentals up and available, but if we understand what people's criteria are in advance, we can help sometimes even create that match before we even take it to the market. What do you need to consider when you're selecting a, a rental area for ski season? Really think about what your personal use is going to be like and what your family's looking for. You know, are you looking to be right near the village, you want to be kind of close to the hotspot of blue and accessibility to everything that's going on there, or are you looking for a little more seclusion and privacy, where maybe you want to be up on the top of the mountain, you know, you've been busy skiing or snowboarding all day, and you just want to have a quiet retreat, you know, perhaps um, you've got young kids, and a condominium community with a recreation center might be great, so that at the end of the day, you can whisk everyone over to the pool area and, you know, keep people busy. So think about how you want to use, how, how you want to use your recreation rental. How much, uh, I'm sure it varies from place to place, but how much should you expect to pay for a rental? You know, the nice thing about our area is that there is such a wide range of rentals, Mm. which is good because it helps accommodate people in different budget categories. I mean, realistically, if you're looking for a three-bedroom rental, you can potentially be, you know, starting in and around the $8,500 to $9,000 range and could go up to $15,000 for the season. Um, If you're looking for something larger uh, in in a prime location, that's say with the base of one of the the ski clubs, it can really climb up there. You know, we've Certain rentals run up to twenty five thousand for the season, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of different. You know, there's a, a graduated range of pricing depending on the location and the type of product. If folks want to talk to you about listing their rental or they're trying to find a place, so where's the best place to go? Visit us at winstonerealestate.com or feel free to reach out to me directly anytime. Christine Brennan, thank you so much again for joining us and talking to the town. Thank you, John.